We're live. It's Monday night and we are back for a weekly show. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, viewers. We are, the, the overwhelming response and the likes to uh, us doing another episode was was pretty impressive and we, we love and appreciate all of your support. So we do this for you and uh, we, we said we wanted to do a bit of a catch up and get the family involved and that's exactly what we're doing. So good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Oh, good. good evening, good. sir. Very How are you? <laughs> Going well. Uh, it's uh, been an interesting week. It's a bit more stress-free, I suppose, with the Tigers not playing, although we'd, we'd rather have the stress with the final series. Um, it's yeah, obviously yeah. nicer to, to be there than to not be there. But, um, you know, sometimes it is okay to, to sit back from afar and, and just watch shit unfold as it does. Look, look at this, mate. Now, this is not critical, politically correct, but, hey, you know how we have the Olympics and then we have the other Olympics? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. It's a, it's a bad joke. But... Um, you know, you gotta let the minos have their little time in the sun, like mushrooms. You know, um, let them come out of the, under the rock and fucking just open up, and then you get all this, you know, false hope. And and then the big boys will come out next year. You know, we've got a full season, full preseason. Yeah, so no, but I've been enjoying it, boys. There's been a few narratives which we're going to discuss, which we have to. Yeah, brought me to the show. No, it should be a, a cracker. Um, snakes in the house. Good evening, Tiger, Bobby, Karen. Let's just cut to the chase and talk about how shit you're long. It's coming. It's coming. Let's just take a breather. Now, I want to. I want to say right off the top: if you're easily offended, maybe don't listen. Yeah. If if seeing the agenda that CB has written up is anything to go by. Uh, if you're a Port Adelaide or a Geelong supporter, I'd probably advise not to listen as well because you're not going to like what you're going to hear. And, but uh, and we before don't we... safe words, no, no safe words, so, no safe words, no safe words. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's before we get stuck into the footy stuff? What's everyone been up to? How's how's your your free time been or work life? What's everyone been doing? Well, we're again living regionally, a bit different, so not rubbing in or being um, a smart ass, but. Uh, been actually able to get out and do my job properly. So I'm out, I'm out of the four walls and back out um, seeing people again, which has been wonderful. So it actually feels wonderful to be out there and just working and, um, yeah, just living a life, I guess. But uh, my thoughts are really with uh, friends and all you people out there suffering in Melbourne at the moment in, Re- in Metro. It's not good, but please um, just do the right thing and hopefully, you know, you'll be out before Christmas or, you know, yeah, before December. So... Just, yeah. just on that, look, I've steered cleared from the COVID talk. You know, this is not the place for it. But I want to say it because, you know, hey, it's me. To anyone that's in that's went to that fucking protest two and a half weeks ago, go fuck yourself. That's all I can tell you because there's no coincidence that fucking two and a half weeks ago, thousands of people go and next thing we've now, our, our cases are out of control. And I got, um, it was funny, my weekend, you, I get a, um, last week or the week before, I get a text from the, um, COVID people telling me I'm a tier two. And it was like eight days prior to, apparently I was exposed eight days prior to this text. And I go get tested everywhere. In, the northern suburbs is fucked where I live. Everywhere yeah, is at full capacity. Yeah. So, um, and just to let people know, it's just not us. Um, my wife does non-emergency transport as she's doing a paramedic stuff. And um, they're on bypass. All the northern hospitals are on bypass. Most of the city um, city hospitals are now on bypass for COVID patients. Um, they're all full. Um, so I know we hear numbers of 400 and this and this and this, but if you're in the medical field and you're in in the hospitals, it's it's not quiet. It's um, flat chat like it was last time. 
Um, it's just we've got better medications now. Uh, we've learnt lessons from the last one, so the mortality rate will be less. But, um, you know, just stay safe, you know, just obey the fucking rules. Look, I hate lockdown, you know. I'm a people person. We all can see that. Um, you know, I started a new job that's a BDM role. I'm supposed to be on the road like like CB. And in four months, five months, I've only been in the road ten times. Other than that, I've been a glorified, highly paid telemarketer. Um, and I'm sick of Zoom, mate. This sort of shit is not my cup of tea. It gives me blue lips and all this <laughs> sort of stuff. But, yeah, it, um, I'm not photogenic. You know, fucking live on a different story, but oh, not photogenic. So, yeah, uh, this thing can suck balls. But hang in there. Yeah, stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Um, How about you, Michaels? Yeah, yeah, going well, keeping busy. Uh, work's obviously been very busy with the grand final footies and all that kind of stuff. So the shift to Perth made my life very interesting. I've been consumed by that and making food boxes with Lauren and getting all that stuff done. So it's all been happening here, which is good. So and got you our did a bit of gym work? what's that? Bit of gym work? Uh no, not really. I've Pilates, whatever they call it, you know the um, yoga Pilates. Oh, Pilates. Pilates. Uh, Pilates, yeah, because I'm going to Pilates. I'm a wog. Pilates? Do we know Pilates? No, no. I, sometimes we we'll use the exercise bike in the garage, but well, that's about it. So the, you look amazing. Yeah. Everyone in chat recognised Michael's here. You're no, I appreciate up. it. Yeah, about 30 kilos. So it goes Not up and down a little bit. The, no, no. No, the last few months have been a bit up and down, but uh, yeah. no, it's all, all going yeah. well. So From me to you, I just want to acknowledge it, and I think you look fucking amazing. And if I was on that side of the street, <laughs> what? You uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Anyway, All right. Thank you. Thank you. Now it's good to be here as well. It's very good to be here. Okay. Before we get stuck into it, if you are watching, please make sure you do like the stream and whatever service you're watching it on, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, give it a share, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Fair call. Get a room, you too. Fair call. All right. And um, get it. Thank you, Rad. Without dragging this on any longer let's talk about the prelim finals that uh that took place over the weekend and we'll start off with the melbourne demons versus geelong cats melbourne 1911 125 defeated geelong 6-6-4-2 can you believe it by 83 points oh. uh, oh, oh, hashtag had gastro hashtag had gastro yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon they give us the media? Gave us any pity in 218 when we had gastro? No, we couldn't say the word. Like Chris like, did you watch his presser? Did you like, watch the ball guys presser? But but Tiggs, like clockwork, the excuses come out for those pricks. Every time they get rolled, the media oh. excuses come out. Someone's injured or playing dead or so. it's just like, field is always injured. He's always every final, oh, which is yeah. every he's been shit at, which is nearly all of them. Oh, yep. he's done a hand, he's fucking hamstring, he's heartstring, he's, yeah, nah, he's, um, nah. Oh, look, I have to say, guys, watching it was like not a dream come true. Like, at the end of the day, I wish we were playing, but, God, these two sides are lucky. If we were fully fit and in form, um, I, I, one thing, look, on, on footy, proper footy talk, the amount of, um, Melbourne looked good, right? They looked fresh, and that, um but in saying that, because, you know, I've been repeating watching games, you know, it's my eight once a week I'll watch a game and that's my weekend. Go watch. All I'll say to everyone, if you want to see if we'll be back or not next year, go look at the first 15 minutes of our Richmond versus Melbourne game this year. Just watch that first 15 minutes. 
And then all the injuries started hitting in the game. I think we lost three during the game and only rotated 41 times. That's probably the most beautiful 15 minutes of footy we've played I've ever seen us play, ever. Um, so what could have been? But look, it's not fairly contested. It's really open, corridors free. Um, so it looks good. Um, Geelong just got torn, torn to shreds, just got like fisted, which was beautiful to see. <laughs> so they just they couldn't protect the, the centre, so they got and when they try to close the game in, they got exposed for pace on the outside, and he had Joel Selwood throwing the ball and, and it really highlighted how slow they are. Um so they got put to the sword, but yeah, they're they're a they're fucking the cliff has come. I don't care how many times people have said it. But this is the first time. What have they got? Like 12, 13, fucking 33-year-olds? No. It's different from the last 10 years. They've got um, they've got a lot of fucking geriatrics. And, mate, Joel Selwood, look, I fucking had enough. You're not a fucking champion in my eyes. I'm sorry. Oh, you're not nice. a champion. You were when you were young. No, no, I stand by this. Anyone wants to go me? Come on. He was a champion in his prime. What he now is, this is on, he's an honest, no, I don't even use the word honest because he's a thug, right? He's a dead set thug. But he's a bloke who knows his, his, his age is caught up to him, so he knows what the rules of the games are and how to manipulate it. The amount of times this bloke throws his book, throw, I forget the head high. He's always been, he's always done that, which is the asterisk for me, is he a champion? But he throws the ball. He, he loves to hit blokes behind play. And then when they retaliate, he falls down outside because he's been shot. No, for me, he's, he's a he needs to retire to, to protect the shred of reputation he's got because he's getting exposed. That's my opinion. I disagree, Ticks. I hope they re-sign him for another five years. Oh, me too. Yeah, <laughs> well, me too. They, what did you put in your notes, CB? They gave Guthrie a four-year deal as a twenty-nine-year-old. Oh, now, the look, man, how happy Chris, is he? The, ho- the homeless man, the Cam Guthrie, not not a bad player. Like fair play to him. He, he's he's okay. But but before you both jump at me. You're offering four years to a Dusty Martin at 29 years old, not a Cam Guthrie. It's very much should have been maybe a two-year kind of deal. Uh, yeah, interesting there, CB. I was stunned. When I saw four years to yeah. Cam Guthrie, I was legitimately stunned going, well, yeah, you read something, you go, shit, did I read that right? Was that that four? And um, I couldn't be happier. Cam you Guthrie. Know the f- Put a smile on your face, CB. What's that? They quietly re-signed Rowan. Oh, did <laughs> they yeah, really? Two years. Two years. Two years. How late for? Yeah, for because he's elite. He's elite finals performer, Rowan. Gary <laughs> yeah. Rowan. So they've resigned him. And you know why Guthrie looks good in Geelong's side? It's because they've got no youth, right? And he's relatively well, not young, but he's got he's got medium pace in Geelong side. He looks lightning. Because yeah, I bet they just give a pretty like share of. How about give him a share and a shave and a haircut? Oh. Oh. Right. Let's oh, go yeah, on the agenda. Like, Come on, let's go. One, one of my favourite memes from uh, from that game is the uh, Gary Rowan being fined five grand for being a pitch invader. That was very good, whoever did that. Yes. All right, let's start at the top of your list, CB. Big Maxi gone. What a game from Maxi. Mm. Like, you blink in a quarter yeah. and he kicked four goals and some yeah. of the goals he got, wow. Can, can I just say, like, Max Gorn is one of the legitimate good guys of football. And I was so happy to see him tear them apart. Like, A, Reece Stanley, what a soft cock, right? So it was even better. He tore he tore Reece Stanley apart and he tore the game apart. It was um, it was like he's a six-foot-seven version of Dusty. He was snapping them. He was roving his own taps. 
It was by far probably the best big man game I've seen. I actually can't even recall last time I saw a game from a Ruckman like that. It was amazing. Yeah. It, look, every preliminary final had generally has. We didn't really get it last year, but the years before, like you had your Mason Cox. It was like the Mason Cox cameo, but with a good player. So it wasn't just a cameo. He was... He was Max, just, yeah. Max, Max Gorn does that's not a, Max Gorn does it nearly week in week yet. He's a star. Yeah, but but that batch in that quarter, he played like a super tall midfielder that could kick goals. He was just running like the wind, um, you know, shaping up, kicking him from everywhere. He was just yeah, it, no one could stop him. In Unstoppable. The uh, big floppy Brown. He's taking some marks there, CB, down forward with the uh, arms flailing everywhere. But I think he's actually, ironically enough, he's actually probably pivotal to their success because their four line on paper looks probably the least threatening um, from a name perspective. Fritch goes all right. He's been playing well. Um, McDonald, you know, does okay. They were going to try and trade him, though. But, um, yeah, big Benny Brown. He's, um, he, 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 what did he cost him? He didn't cost him much, did he? Couldn't have been much, I don't think. Just salary cap. I don't think it was even a pick. I think they delisted him, didn't they? No, I think it might have been a token kind of bullshit exchange. I don't – yeah, it wasn't much, whatever it was. Someone – Snake, you'll be able to tell us you're in here. What did you give up for – what did you get for Ben Brown if you – Yeah. He he was – Yeah, it's more than what I thought. Pick 26. Wow. Okay. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what, that's – you know, you know, you're in strife when Big Ben Brown's taking pack marks, mate. Because I don't think I've ever seen him take one. But he was, it was like he was Wayne Carey. He was clunking them, and uh, I, I, I'm curious to see if he can back that up and play that game again. What he's going like to have to. What I liked about his game, yeah, he's got that reputation of diving, like a well learned reputation. But I think at North he did that, and this is no disrespect to North because he was the main guy. He's not the main guy at Melbourne, so he can play. He knows he doesn't. He can play with a bit, and maybe Goodwin's had a bit of a chat with him, but, yeah, he still dives slightly, but not to the levels that he was doing before. Um, yeah. And now he's actually using his strength. He's a beautiful contested mark, particularly as a lead-up forward. He's, he's, I've always rated him. So that was good to see him have a good final. Yep. McDonald, the use of McDonald CB, how smart was it? Very smart. He's um He's been like – remember, I think it was when Adelaide – when Adelaide were good. When Adelaide were good, it was Lynch – was it Lynch, their hit-up guy in the half-forward oh, yeah. line? Watch the way, watch where McDonald's moving. Um, he's drawing a defender out and he's playing like a high half forward role. And he's been critical to how to their success, McDonald. Um, he's a real big link man in the way he's using, and he's a good swing man. If someone goes down, as we know, he can play back. But McDonald has been critical with how they've used him to that um that mid to forward transition. So uh been very, very smart coaching, very good coaching move. Now, this next one, I knew this was going to blow up on Twitter the moment it happened. Uh, and I, you know, one of my good mates is a Geelong supporter and, you know, we have a bit of a, a, bit of a joke about it. But the Stephen May hamstring injury, it's more about how the injury occurred because it would have been a few days earlier, I saw oh. a couple of tweets about Hawkins pushing people under the ball, uh, causing yet another injury. But uh, I, how bad is May's hamstring injury firstly? Is he, is he tauntered? Is he going to play? Like it's... How shit... How shit is Channel 7's commentary when Daisy's on the sidelines, oh, he's gone past and he's got tears in his eyes and it doesn't look good and he's going down the race. They strap him up and he's back on within 15 minutes. Like, talk about trying to create a bullshit narrative and drama than actually just observing as it unfolds in front of you and actually commentating accurately 
that was just a bullshit beat up from Daisy, and she should be better than that, is what I think. Mm. All right, the million dollar question, Tiggs. Geelong, how slow and shit is their list? Oh, fuck it. That's, um, if we, got, we want to keep a brief show, don't we? So we, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to cut a lot of it out. Look, they're a slow side, right? And they've always been a slow side, they've never been endowed with pace. Um, so, and any pace they did have, they generally trade out, which is funny. So um, that's why they use this possession chip kick, and that's why they got that corrupt fucking hocking with Stump Gill, who fucking just allowed him to do what he wants, to change the rules, to fuck us over and help them out, and, you, and it fucking didn't work. Um, but they're exposed. Melbourne and, and Bulldogs are playing Richmond football, you know, helter-skelter, so pressure up. Put, and what's funny, just a side narrative, it's amazing how there's – no, oh, for the sake of the game, fucking bullshit that we copped when we do it. Uh, maybe we've conditioned people and paved the way for these two sides to play our way. But, um, yeah, with with the Cats, if you pressure them and close them down, they're, they're, their slowness of, by foot really gets exposed because they can't cleanly be fast with the football um, by hand and, and by foot. So, yeah, it's uh, they're in a major – they can't change in a pre-season – one, two, or three. They've got three years. If they're fair income, they're going to have to get rid of some of their. Um, I'd even look at trading Cameron. They're going to need to have to do something. Um, that's got a bit of currency. Trade out any of their guns that they can. Try to get as many picks as they can and stop playing the like force Selwood to retire. Force these, you know, force these old blokes. Sorry, we, you're reserve players now. But they won't do it because, let's face it, you know, every Geelong supporter, they haven't admitted it. Their club, they can't afford to be down for three, four years because the Geelong supporters fly off. Um, and the crime well, rate, the shanty town, the cars burning and fucking homes being destroyed, it'd be a fucking nightmare. So they're in a lot of, they're in a lot of, they're buying their way to preliminary finals. That's what they do and just hope that they'll get lucky. Um and then to one of your other points that kind of rolls into CB's next one, that Selwood openly stated that he hopes that they keep topping up and try to be round about the mark again, then rebuild. It just seems like Selfish. a very high-risk kind of play. Like, Selfish. if they're being honest... Selfish. I reckon they've got to get rid of, like, Smith, Henderson. Like, I don't even know. I'm not sure why Henderson even got a gig this year. Blitzars, he probably trade. They've got to just cut it now, I think. But. So Geelong had their heart openly ripped out of their chest, right? Openly ripped out and smashed. So Geelong supporters got utterly the, – the team got humiliated. But make no mistake. I think fuck Gastro. No, they got humiliated and belted, right? And Joel Selwood sits here at the end of it and says, oh, yeah, I would rather see us top up and go again and be roundabout. That tells you everything about the selfish nature of that club and the yeah. selfish nature of that bloke. When they can't realise the bleeding obvious, which is they've already fallen, they've fallen off the cliff. They're, it's gone. They're over the cliff now. They're not on the edge. They're over. And he wants to get an extra two couple of years because he's a selfish little prick, right? And that yeah. shows you the difference between a club like Richmond that will negotiate and people will exit with style, and a prick like that that's hanging on for what? Hey, yeah. And that's it. Everything about the culture of that club. This yeah. can't be true, Damien. Surely not. They haven't offered Josh Jenkins another contract. Oh, please, um, yes. Tiger Ancient, yes. and I, I actually I don't disagree with your comment that Smithville is their best recruit, but that also speaks volumes about them as a club. He, he shouldn't have been 
yeah. their top five players, really. And if they want to progress and move forward long term, unfortunately, someone like him, he probably has to make way because they're going to lose. Maybe that Jordan Clark probably going to lose Narkel. They already Narkel lost Cockle too. Like, will be a tiger. Narkel, it was only, Yeah, he'd be a tiger. And it wasn't that long. It wasn't that long ago when you were sort of thinking that Narkel and Cockatoo were going to be their starting midfield for the future. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Michael, I wouldn't be surprised seeing if because he fits their age profile. They'll probably get. If Tom Mitchell does want to go, they'll fucking go to Geelong. I have (laughs) no doubt. So he'd be a young recruit for them. So, so I've got one for you, Michaels. Is Dangerfield really danger fraud, and should he start diving for Australia? I think the comparisons to Dusty need to stop. Uh, home and away season, <laughs> yeah. he, he's a good player. He's won games off his own boot during the home and away. More than happy to give him that. Um, to serve the Brownleys, he's one because gun player. But final series is a whole different ball game. And I mean, granted, I, I don't watch a lot of Geelong games, but the finals I always try and, and watch. But he just hasn't lived up. To the height when the game's on the line, and we saw it against us on multiple occasions, he just hasn't come to the party. Um, yeah, he might get 30 touches, but what's he doing with them? Like the commentators sort of you know, jizz all over, he's got the ball this many times, but he's not done a hell of a lot with it. Um, I, I just feel that he's he should have been good enough by now to drag them over the line and put him on the on his shoulder, but it hasn't happened. You know what it is? As- the, the funny parallels I have between Dusty and Danger, Danger. I think his problem is he believes his own shit, right? So he knows he's a good player. And when he went to Geelong and they fucking, it was like Jesus is coming to play centre forward. He's a player to play his own game, his own selfish game. And that breaks down when you're under heat, when you have to draw your teammates to help you and support. Um, Geelong for me aren't a team. Geelong for me are a, a group of, they've got a good quality call. They're all past their prime now, but a good quality call. And then they just add bits to it. And that's generally what's been getting them games. But right in finals, that gets exposed. Where are us? We had Dustin Martin who we said, all right, you want to get paid big dollars? Fuck off. Go to GWS. Have a conversation. Pull your head in. We're here for you. We're your family. And then he came back and his dad was saying, no, he needs to stay with us. And he, he was talking to GW how he loved the club. And so he committed. And that's the difference. And that's when the two paths went this way. So he's a, he knows he's the best player in the game. But he plays for the team. It's all about the team success. You know, he's passed to pick it. Could you honestly, anyone in chat, could you see Dangerfield passing the ball to pick it in a no. grand final? No fucking way. So, yeah, that's Dangerfield, great player. We'll admire him. His career would be great. But the last two and a half, two years, three years, he's been okay in home and away. Not brilliant, but okay. But, yeah, absolutely woeful in finals. Anything further, CB, before we uh, give you the next one? No, let's go to the next one. The next one, I'll, it's really just Gary Rowan. Just WTF, mate. What is going no, on? No, read it properly. It reads, Gary Rowan, <laughs> fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how I've written the agenda. Let's stick true to the agenda. Yeah. Okay. You thought Leon Davis was a shit finals performer. Is there actually legitimately a worse finals performer than Gary Rowan? So I can't remember what the stats were. Someone puts up there, and I think he's actually he's numero uno. Like I, I, I legitimately do not know what they're seeing in this bloke, and they they continue, they're playing him over 
other players that I think would do better at, at 29 years of age. You reckon you know what he what he brings to the table or not? This shit. Put this way: to give to reinforce what you said, the indictment on him. If I was, if I had to choose Motlop or Rowan, I would choose Motlop. Oh, fucking shit! But I choose Motlop. You've read he down the agenda. You've actually fucked us and read down the agenda. You cheat. Stick no, to the agenda. Like the agenda's here and I'm staring there. But that's yeah. what I did. That's how shit he is. You can get to Motlop. Don't get your knickers in a twist. But you know <laughs> that's how shit he is. You know I'm comparing the levels of shitness Rowan is, and that's like a high ceiling. CB, you know. Rowan um, is one of the youngsters. That's a good call. <laughs> I like that. Um, we'll, we'll get through the rest of these Geelong ones. I think this is actually a really valid discussion point. I've had it with my Geelong mate as well. When are we allowed to discuss Chris Scott's coaching record openly and honestly? Now, the team you took over at, at the start, any of us could have probably coached them to a flag. They were yeah. just that good of a side. They were unbelievable. Yeah, rub off the um, first three years. Rub off the first three years. That's Thompson. But, and it's hard because what's a pass, Mike? Like he's getting into finals year upon year, getting to prelims, you know, on a frequent basis, obviously made the grand final against us, but lost. But how many times should they should have they converted by now to to justify this being a success? They are aided by a bowling alley cheap shit ground that gives them automatic wins, which automatically inflates their win loss record, and they get exposed elsewhere. And they do. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the key. They there um, there's no integrity in that club, and I hate saying it like. Scott is he's a sound football brain and he's looked at it and he's gone, all right, this is the list that I've got. Now, he's not brave enough to go, okay, he's been what coaching there over 10 years now. So, like, why can't we? Can't we coach a certain way in four or five years and go, you know what, I've got to change tact. This is not working. He, um, Scott doesn't have that level of backbone to do the same thing because he would have gone, okay, we're failing always at the big dance. We need to do something really, really different. Um and he hasn't done that. He's just gone, all right, well, you get 12 wins every year because it's, you know, the fucking home ground that we play. We know we're going to get 12 wins, so we'll always make finals. By ratio and numbers, we're going to win some of those finals, which will get us into preliminary finals. And a ratio of wins, we might get into a grand final. That's how they're planning it. Um, and, um, yeah, I see no direction. I'm talking about the football department. No, I'm not talking about their off-field. Their off-field's quite elite with Cook there. But I see no real innovation direction from Geelong, outside of Geelong, you know, uh, people, you know, deluding themselves. Now, they're an easy team to coach against. Yep. Um, what's the next one? Oh, yeah, do, do we reckon this would be a good one for the chat? Uh does anyone think that Geelong are in discussions with Gary Ablett Jr., Hawley, or Polly Farmer to, to come back and, and join them this year? Who are they going to top up with, chat? So everyone watching out there, send through your names of players that you legitimately think that they're going to have a crack at in the off-season. It'll be interesting, interesting to see what you come back with. Now, I've got a question for you, Michaels. Are you a wanker if you're a white guy with dreadlocks? <laughs> um. Wow, it's not a, he's not set the world on fire. It's one of those things, if you're going to rock that, I mean, we had Ben Nason, let's not forget, who sort of rocked a very similar do. Um, he had a try. And plus, he looked like the Matrix. He looked like one of the ghosts of the Matrix. So Yeah, yeah he, did, he, did. He, he did. He did. He did. I'm, a, I'm no. a hard yes. If you're a white guy with, with dreadlocks, you're a wanker. 
And I, I always think of that that Hawthorne player. It was a Josh Thurgood used to that remember that guy, the ginger? He had the yeah. big ginger dreadlocks. Like it, well, it's not a good look for white guys. It's like yeah, cornrows on white guys. It just doesn't mate, it doesn't work. The problem is you've got the double layer of um wankerism, right? You've got the dreadlocks, but Josh had a real first name, right? This yeah, girl, what's a groom? First name, right? His parents couldn't spell his name properly on the birth certificate. That's why it's what is it, Ryan? It's I mean, his Ryan name's be, yeah, it's supposed to be Ryan, and they put a fucking G in there, right? So I, he's I got thought, the first name plus the dreadlocks. I thought it was meant to be Graham, and he's balls it up. Right? Who knows? Yeah, we, yeah. All right, uh, enough about the cats. We'll push on to the to the other game. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, I've sorry, got one more. sorry. One oh, okay, more. yeah, go, go. Tiggs, Chris Scott. Where does he have a better future, porn or football? Oh, you've got to say porn, yeah. Because <laughs> only your porns I can get away with. Now, anyone notice this? It fucking does my head in. Every co- conference he has, he'll do this. He'll pick his ear, fucking do this, and he'll get his finger right and a knuckle in there, and he'll do this. And while he's talking, have a bit of <laughs> he fucking flicks it. Like, anyone else is fucking like. If my kids do that, I fucking slap them, right? That's <laughs> disgusting. You know, when they're little, what's next? He's going to pick his ass. So, it's fucking disgusting. I think a porn star would do that. So so the synopsis is Geelong, you shit, get stuffed. Adios amigos, enjoy your slide. I can't wait to the supporters oh. to fuck them off. That's... <laughs> On to the second game. We'll try and get through this quick because we've obviously got some trade stuff as well. But Port Adelaide deserve a fair clipping as well. Uh, Port Adelaide, 6-9-45, defeated by the Western Bulldogs, 17-14-116, if you don't mind, by 71 points. And what was funny about this is, you know, social medias were blowing up the night before saying, how bad was that a performance by Geelong, this, that and the other. Port Adelaide have just done a hold my beer. And you just, I missed the first five minutes and I flicked the TV on and saw the score and uh, Bulldogs were five goals up. Like, Jesus, what's going yeah. on here? And just the thing is, a remarkable game by the Bulldogs, put, honestly. Put this in contest how good a game this was for the Bulldogs. Um, the SA government tried to fuck them over too in training prior to the game. Yep. Made it as hard as possible for them to go out and train. Um, so Port had all the advantage. It, you put it this way, it was like us when we played GWS, but when GWS came here, we didn't let them train for a couple of sessions. And they were locked in a room. Could you imagine? GWS would have been absolutely crushed. Um, yeah, nah, what a game. What a game. Um, you, what's your thoughts on Port? We'll get on to the dogs. But you, let's go. Let's, let's just, so, 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 so the question is, are Port the most overhyped team ever? And was that the most underwhelming, softest, preliminary uh, performance ever? I would say yes, because all the hype and talk around Port was this is their year, this is their moment, and it was all set up for them on their home ground. And seriously, they played, they were pathetic. I feel like Malcolm Blight, they were pathetic. Pittman, they were, Port were pathetic, soft, weak, inept, and absolutely, you know what? Absolutely unforgivable. And I don't want to hear that cockhead, Kane Corns, next year, talk these dickheads up. Because I'll tell you what, after that, sit down and shut up, Kane, because that was a real Port Adelaide performance. They were just diabolically shit. Yeah, and, look, and sorry. Sorry, Bob, let's go. Oh, 
to this point from Travis is spot on. Like they honestly, Port have been in the box seat two years in a row to make a grand final. It was it's been theirs for the taking with the way the fixtures evolved due to COVID and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one of the very few teams who got to play in front of a home crowd uh, for a lot of their games. And like you sort of said, CB with the doggies not being able to train, they they had it all laid out for them. And you would have thought they would have learned and wanted a bit of redemption from when we beat them last year. And they have just balls this up massively. Um, and I did have to laugh jumping on the Port Adelaide board and seeing the, the Sack Hinkley thread running side by side with the game day thread. Yeah. See, the thing is for me, I don't think they're overhyped. I think outside of um, South Australia and, and you take the media out of it, most supporters realise that, like, and from I speak for myself and people I circle with, um, you know, it's okay to lose two preliminary finals in a row. It's okay to lose three. You know what I mean? You know, we, no, we got one about, okay, no, no, hold on. No, hold on. Let me finish. Um, it's allowed to, when you're a young side, which they are, if you, if you take our bulk they're, they're, and you take our grade, their age drops right down. Um, so they're a young side, they're a learning side. But the problem with them, which is really worrisome for me, is Ken Hinkley is taking his eyes off the ball. You need your meat and potato players, like your, your Bokes, your, your Pal Peppers, your Wines, your Rockcliffs, who no longer, who's retired. Those guys that will get the hard ball, do the grunt stuff, um, all that sort of stuff. They've gone right over to, you know, the X Factor, the Dersma, that fucking flog. Um, I wonder who he ran to after fucking doing something. You know, the, the X, you know, they've got um, Dersma, they've got um, Aratio, and they've got, you know, a couple, it's about three or four now that are in that 22 that are all X Factor type players. So if they don't get the ball going, soft as butter. fucking soft as butter. No, well. Look, the contested ball, look, I wouldn't say... This was a good talent. I'll give him Rosie, right? Yeah. But they're Fantasia. My God. They're not a soft side, but if you can... But they're a side that if you can... If you take the momentum off them early, you can crush them. Um, But it was, you know... At the end of the day, Ken's at risk of losing his job, I would reckon. Um, They've got... um, Also, too, yeah, the umps... It was fucking strange. It was a strangely umpired game. Some of the... Ups but again, um, got, ups had no impact. Ups had no impact. No, no, I'm not saying... Again, you're very, you're very snappy today, CB. Yeah, no impact. But when a team gets momentum, the umps follow on with that momentum. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They fucking do. But well, we had momentum, mate. They still have fucking But look, at the end of the day, them losing, seeing that flog, Xavier... Get it in the ass, mate. Dixon is now. If your question had to be, is he the most overhyped, overpaid forward in the game? He fucking is. He is like a couple of grabs. I still remember in the preliminary final, he kicked that clutch goal, and that's like his one momentous action for the next five years. He's that type of player. That's just the good things so rarely. He goes down pretty easy, doesn't he? For a bloke who's 200-plus centimetres, 100-plus kilos, built like a brick shithouse, he goes down pretty easily. Now, we'll talk about the doggies. Libba. I know I know. As a, as a surname, it's not overly fond for Richmond supporters, but I do think we have to appreciate uh, Tom Libba's performance his ability to extract the ball and get it moving forward for the doggies. And they've got a pretty good midfield, let's be honest. Um, but he, he was he was pretty good liver, CV. Yeah. His um his grunt work in this final series has been elite. I, I cannot believe like he's he's gone up a gear um these couple of finals. 
And uh, by geez, if Melbourne don't clamp on him, uh, they're in all sorts of trouble because he's in he's in some rare form. Libertor, I really rate what he's doing. And when um, and I still can't believe when I posted that I really wanted us to trade for Libba when he was available. People were calling me a fucking idiot. He's a he's a plot ace. He's exact. Could you imagine Libba in our midfield alongside Prestia? Yeah. Just he, wins. He, it doesn't he, have to be clean or clinical. He just gets nah. the thing moving forward. Yeah, he, he just knows how to get that ball from the inside, inside ring to the outside ring, yeah. and he does it all the time. No, he's brilliant. Now you're I just lots to a port midfielder, not a soft cop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your your next one, CB, that you had written down. I'm not sure if this is a backhand at the bloke or not, but Stefan Martin is he the dog's barometer now? I actually no. really loved his inclusion. I thought it was actually quite pivotal to them winning the game because correct, him correct. playing allowed Shaki and you know everyone's taking pot shots at Shaki along the way, but he played an amazing job on Aaliyah Aaliyah and he had to do that to, for them to win the game. But he was only able to do it because Stefan Martin was in. It was a ballsy call by Beveridge and their coaching staff to put him in, but an absolute winning selection that one. It was it was very Nankervis like his work around the ball. Um, and like I said, they can't all be Max Gorn. And um, he's a big, hard, strong unit. And he's going to – he gets a week off now to recover. And he was pivotal, pivotal to them getting uh, getting that domination around the middle. So he, it was a brilliant inclusion in my eyes. Now, we've, it's obviously an oversight, but we don't have Shaki. Let's, you brought him up, so I just want to address him. I'm so wrapped for the kid. Um, and it's good coaching by Bevo. And what really touched me is at the end of the game, you know, Bevo and him hugged and you could see how much it, it meant to him. He's, look, he's an intelligent footballer. He, he, and in the back line where the ball's coming towards him, it's easier to play in the back half. Um, and that was an astounding view. He, he cancelled that earlier. Like, I know Stefan helped with that, but um, Shaki still did the work. And He was good. Yeah, and, he, and he, what he did, he, he, he really fucked with Port's counter-attack game. You know, Port liked it like us. We get the ball. We like you to bring it in our defensive 50 so we can run it via the outside um, wings. They like to port a bit more direct. They like to go more narrower. And he killed that off. They couldn't do it. So, yeah. And I know he's not on here, but uh, Bailey Smith, hasn't he sort of shown his worth in finals? He was pretty good once again. Again, they went with a Dustin Martin comparison. Please don't do that. Early, very early. He was very good, but uh, let's not go too early. We'll get we'll get through a couple more points here. We are going to do some trade stuff very shortly. Uh, the last few points here, we'll, we'll ask the question again: Who is Shitter, Motlop or Gary Rowan? I'm saying Chat. Oh, I want Chat and Chat as well. Send through your answers. Who's worse out of Gary Motlop? Oh, Gary Motlop, Motlop <laughs> or Gary Rowan? Jeez, imagine that for a blend. <laughs> I'm saying Rowan, he's shit. God, he's bad. He's so bad. Yeah, I've already said it. You can't get past Rowan. You're sorry. <laughs> you can't get past Rowan. And have they found Orazio Fantasia yet? Last seen on a milk carton as he went missing on Saturday night. He's an Essendon. He's still got in his blood. You know, he played like Essendon play. They disappeared when it comes to finals. Oh, we <laughs> haven't. And, you know, because we haven't had a podcast... How good is it? How many days since Essendon has won a final? Got to need a bigger jar, Coons. They're the next Richmond. They're the oh, next Richmond. They don't didn't win finals. You, mm. Didn't you like Twitter up there, CB? Jesus. Yeah, Coons didn't like the that. Yeah. I tagged him. That, that, that caught a bit of fire, that one. There was a few personal yeah. remarks in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. 
All right. Uh, I, actually, the last one, this has to be honestly addressed. Uh, is it Darcy Byrne-Jones? Has there been a more shit All-Australian selection? No. Uh, no. <laughs> There's been a few shit ones, CB. Look, on Darcy Byrne-Jones, no, no, just for Darcy's sake, he's a good player, right? He is. He's been fucking shockingly coached. In big games like that, because he's he, they put him as a defender, he's a creative um, – He's a creative type. He, 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 he's pretty good at the back half to link them through to a positive chain forward. He's but not locked not, down. No, he's not locked down. Like, I still remember when they put him on Dustin Martin when we played him, and it was like, fucking, you beauty. <laughs> and he got lambasted for it. He's, um, he's courageous. He's, he, he's, um, he's, Baker's probably catching up to him, but they're a similar type of player. Because imagine if you put player on Baker on fucking, um, a gun, like a, the major gun, like Bontepelli with put Baker on him. That's the type of shit that Ken Inkley's doing. So, no, I, look, I give him a – yeah, he shouldn't have been AA, but it wasn't the worst call. Um, it was the worst was, call. How the fuck he got ahead of guys like Vlosten and people yes, like yes, that? It's just that's not his fault. That's it's a fucking AA. If, if he had a blue and white hoop, if, if Nick Vlosten wore a fucking blue and white hoop top, he would have been AA. He would have been all yeah, straight seven times in a row. Yeah, but that's, no, but you said is it the worst call in history? It's not. It's it, it highlights how fucking. No, the question was, has it been a more shit selection? I say no. He's yeah. shit. <laughs> but he's a good player. He's not a shit one. It's a shit all right. selection. Yeah, no, definitely not a great selection. Now let me uh, text now, you owe me hundred bucks. <laughs> we we are going to do a show next week to preview the grand final, so we won't kind of delve in too much into that now because we'll, we'll save that for next week. Um, but we'll get into some Richmond stuff now, and I think Tiggs, you had some updates for the listeners. Oh, hello. Yeah. Oh, what am I, John on. Liver? Oh, oh shit! I've run past blood buff. Sorry, sorry. Blood you know, it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks. I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm a bit rusty, a bit no. rusty. CV, sorry, I know you've prepped this and uh, you've got the baby oil ready to go. Here we go. <laughs> okay, bloodbath. Let's revisit Vic Bias. So let's go down memory lane, shall we? We remember when the only reason Richmond won flags was because we were favoured by our draw and the league is still apparently the VFL. Well, let's look at some recency. In 2015... The top four was Fremantle, the Eagles, Hawks, and Swans. So three out of the top four were interstate teams. In 2016, it was the Swans, Cats, Hawks, Giants. So two out of four. In 17, Cats, Crows, Tigers, Giants. Two out of four. In 19, it was Cats, Lions, Tigers, Pies. One out of four. Then COVID hits. 2020. Port, Lion, Tigers, Cats. All right, two out of four. 2021, Demons, Port, Cats, Lions. Two out of the four. So if the Vic Bias thing was real, wouldn't the top four numbers be far more skewed to a Victorian-centric flavour? In the last two years, we could argue Port, West Coast Eagles and Brisbane have been the most favoured home ground slash stated have been the most favoured with home ground slash state advantage. Yet what have we seen? To all Victorian grand finals are being or have been played out interstate. Could you really argue that the teams playing were not deserving of being there? The point is this. The myth of Vic Bias has been exposed for the garbage it really is and always was. Until 2017, it was a dead-even split 
since AFL inception of interstate versus Victorian-based club winners. The best team will always win. But what we are now is a nation of whingy, whiny sooks, and if the feeling, if the results don't go our way, all of a sudden we've got ouchy feelings, particularly if you're a Western Australian. My God, well, that dickhead came corns. I challenge anyone out there, look at the AFL premieres and which ones out there were really undeserving. The answer is really none. So if you happen to be a Vic Bias believer, then grow up, shut up and grow a brain. It's a conspiracy theory. Just like Carlton have a genuine process for selecting a coach or Collingwood supporters having an education past grade three or Geelong supporters being clean and sober. There's a slogan that Victoria Cricket uses, Vicks do it better. And guess what, folks? We really, really do. Very good. It's uh, it's a very on-topic on bloodbath, that one. And you do have to laugh with uh, Perth finally getting the grand final and it's two big teams. It's... No. It's a crock shit. They'll they'll do a good they'll do a good enough job, but nothing nothing will beat it being here. But yeah, yeah. A lot of feedback for you. Excellent. Round of applause. Spot on captain. No, very very well thought out, CB. I like it. All right, Tiggs, den time. Yeah, I really haven't got a den on because look at the time. Um I'll probably just go straight into a little bit of trade news and then we can bring questions to the um, listeners. Oh, you know, I sacrifice like that. It's just top of guy I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I put three minutes into that. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. You know, I'm just throwing out the 25-minute fucking essay. That I it's all right. It's all good. Um, look, from everything that's been told to me, we have got a target in mind. I still think we're in play with Sarah. I not think I know. Um, he hasn't nominated yet. Melbourne, the media's running with Melbourne. It's not a fucking chance in hell. Um, we are just not giving our first round pick for him. Um, Colton are in a bit of a state um, because, you know, who's coaching them? Um, their clubs are shambles. And that's a real worry. Um, you know, will the new coach want to pay and lose a Clarell for something like that, depending on that? So that's. The thing, I still think he's going to go to the Blues. It went up happening. No one's going to pay um, the dollars that are thrown around. But uh, my mate's still pretty bullish. He has been all the way through it. He's not, we're not going to have to play that level early. Um, we should be able to, but can we do a deal with Freo? That's going to be the thing. So I still think he hasn't nominated, so that gives him a bit of weight. Yep. Can I ask a question? Yes, yeah, sure. Would Richmond consider if they trade a player? and maybe a mid-team pick to get a top 10 pick, if you know what I mean, would we then consider on selling one of them for Chera for trade value? Now, the way I'm just saying it is that the Geelong pick's open. It's already been presented. Here, you can have the Geelong pick. Or you can have our first pick next year. Um, and then they will swap a pick. So that's, yeah, no, we, we've identified a really high-quality mid in the draft that we need a high first-round pick for. Um and yeah, we won't, we won't, we won't deviate from that. Um, I sort of said it really for ages. CCJ to Gold Coast Suns. Now everyone's sort of start catching up. I reckon he's gone to Gold Coast. It's I've been saying it for ages. It's locked, so it's not really that much big news. But he'll be go um, going. Um, Charles is a funny one. We've put it. The players want him to stay, but they but they understand he's got to go. So we've sort of given our blessing in a way. I reckon he's going to be going to Essendon. That's just a feeling I've got, just from what I'm hearing. 
Uh, Wallace to Richmond. Now, Wallace is just now, hear me out before you all jump down because um, Libo's fresh in everyone's mind. But just rewind the clock two years ago when they both played in the midfield. Wallace contested ball was just on par with Libba as well. So I'm hearing, was you know, he's now open that he's leaving. There's suitors for him. He's not going to cost us much. I think he's 28, isn't he? Um, yeah. His leadership, uh, he's a sound body. He doesn't get bro- – he's not broken body. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes to Richmond. Um, you know, an okay coin but not great coin. Um, not cost us anything and it just comes across and Bulldogs look after him on that. Um, that Lepiski kid, I said he was going to leave and it was, oh, he's going to stay with the dogs. He's now definitely going. I think we've missed a boat on that. I think we're concentrating on um, the draft. Sarah is in play. If we don't go Sarah, that's great. We get another pick. We are going to try to bundle a couple of our picks to try to get higher up in the order. So like we did last year and the year before, I, I, cannot, I, I will not be surprised if we – um, trade out a pick for another pick for next year. Um, so, yeah, but I still think – so my feeling on Sarah, really, it's 50-50 now. Wallace, I actually think we might actually get him. Um, we are getting a player in from another club. Um, I think it's going to be someone like Wallace. So lowers your expectation. Narkel's definitely coming. Um, 100%. Um, Surely that's for, like, the pick 40 that we've got. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. yeah. He sure. won't be he'll be for a third rounder. Um, from everything we know, he's coming now. I'm pessimist. Geelong will fuck us, right? I've got that fear, or they'll do something with this result that they've had. They'll panic and then they'll offer him, but he doesn't trust it. There's no development at Geelong. You know, Geelong coach even said it. If you're in Geelong, you're an old player. Well, tough. If we're winning, you got to force your way in, but tough. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, Narco will be coming to Richmond, which I'm excited about. Um, and then, you know, we'll go to draft. There's a couple of really good kids at the draft that we've got our um, eye on. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. So nothing really much. CCC definitely gone. Show will be gone. We'll get a player back. Tarrant to Richmond, no truth in it. Not from what I've got. I've asked it a couple of times. I hear, I buckus on it. What about the uh, Cam Rayner one? Remember that one came out? I, as soon as yeah, I saw that, I thought... Yeah, you know, that was just... It, that's like, you know what people say, why don't you bullshit about something? Just see what happens. It's yeah. Cam Rayner. That's just bullshit. Um, like if, if he was legitimately on the market, there'd be every other club after him and we would have the least amount we could probably offer. Yeah, Hopper's obviously re-signed. Um, yeah, Green, like I said, you know, that would probably next year more likely, which obviously it's going to be the case. At the end of the day... At the end of the day, this is a midfielder draft. Uh, well, that's what we believe. Um, and, yeah, we'll fix that midfield this year. Yeah, Richmond, yeah, Bobby, you're right. Um, yeah, Teague will be at um, Richmond as a forward coach. That's excellent. Which, as a, which that is, is a forward coach. Yeah. Okay. yeah. As, he was forward coach for Adelaide. Yep. Yeah. Hey, what about um, Talia? Uh, I, look, his name's showing up because people are just saying, like, Tom Mitchell, it, it fits. So they run with it. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard anything concrete either way, but I doubt it. I, I, we don't. We won't. We would not try. Look, if we wanted Talia, we really kept Asbury for one more year, and maybe changed his mind. You know. Well, um, I think we did. Nah, we we tried to talk Asbury into staying, but well, we changed was... for one more year. No, last year I was pretty solid on. He was going to retire from what I've heard and what I know, and he went again one more year, which surprised the fucking shit out of yeah, me. Because if you listen to his speech, if you listen yeah, to his speech, he so, was. I think the club was happy for him to go again, but he he decided. Yeah, but He's yeah, we enough. wouldn't give Asprey and then 
grab another one that will be in the club like for a year, two years at most. Yeah, uh, Bobby, don't discount pick at the WA. I mean, there's always the, the go-home factor at some stage, I suppose, potentially for Pickett. Um, you know, if that was to happen, you'd like to think that they could play a part in getting Cherra across in some way, shape or form if that was to ever eventuate. Um, any other news on assistance? I haven't heard anything else. The Teague stuff's really good news. If that yeah, if that comes to life, that's, that's a really good get. Uh, we got here. So Terence wanting two years at North and only one year at the table. So... You know, if he's being linked to other clubs, that, that does make things interesting for, for Tarrant. Um, yeah, Parker stays. Yeah, Parker, Parker will stay. Um, Pickett, yeah, I thought he was going to go to WA last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he moves to WA. Um, it's interesting. You know, it's just where we're at. We've got a really high-quality football side. We just need to get the youth right and add a few where our weakness is. And our weakness is our inside ball. At the moment, and we've shown that um, we'll get a player to address it. Um, the other one I heard, which is gives me a little bit of hope, um, I've, I, I can't confirm it, but I've heard Caddy will stay. Um, Caddy's staying; he won't be traded on. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I'd like him to stay. I still think he's got lots to offer, but yeah, I think there's definitely a spot in the in the side for him. Um, just on Matt Parker. How good is it to see him being allowed to play for South Fremantle in their final series? Yeah, what a yeah. what a really good sort of I don't know working relationship we've got with the the waffle and allow him. I think he kicked two goals and helped get him over the line by a point. I think I read so. I think it's a, a really good story for for Matt Parker to go back and be able to to play you know the rest of the final series out there. I think I think great. that just shows you the, the culture of Richmond and and why we're a good club to deal with. Like the fact that. You know, he want, A, he wanted to go back and help his mates. And, and we as a club said, yeah, no problems, go back, you know, go back and help. It's like when uh, Matthew come over and Marlon Pickett played a reserves game with him just to play a game with his mate. And the rest yeah. is, you know, that, that, that cultural that cultural thing at Richmond, like I know Caro Wilson's got a hard on for the Tigers at the moment, but behind the scenes, mate, our culture is still rock friggin' solid. Oh, yeah, great. In our forward, people forget this. We've got Soldo, <coughs> we've got Ryan, we've got Martier. Uh, yeah, we've got a fair. There's another tall I've just missed. So we've got we've got a fair few talls um, that haven't really played any games from us or consistently outside of Soldo. So, um, and we'll obviously trade another. We'll obviously draft another one in. The only thing Here's a question. That I've got. So the only thing I've got with uh, <laughs> pardon me, with. Uh, CCJ is Soldo still an unknown? How he's going to come back from his knee? Training the house yeah. down, not an unknown at all. He's he's well, flying the CB. Yeah, but he, he's probably just straight line running and jumping at the moment. Let's see how he goes. Competition. No, no. All I can tell you is from blokes who have seen him, he straight line, zigzag. He's he's surprised everyone how, how advanced he is. He's really advanced. Well, that's exciting because. I was concerned if, if he wasn't coming back. You know, we, we let CCJ go, who can be a ruck forward. It's just that insurance side of it, you know? Yeah. It's more if we if we were to let CCJ and Charles go. I, mean, I know we've got those names you mentioned, Tiggs, but, yeah, it's it's obviously a bit of a risk. But uh, to, to Chris's question here, what do we think CCJ is worth? Let's say, hypothetically, he's going to Gold Coast because, you know, they're probably the, the main suitor at the moment. What 
would we expect in return? Is it pick-wise? Is it player? Is it do we put in another player to get a better pick? Like, what do you think the combination would look like? Yeah, I've got. I'm hoping to get it. Like, oh, my mate told me I can't go with it tonight, right? So, which I'm fucking. I've just tried to take it, and he hasn't responded back. So I'm not. Gonna, I can't go with it. But if he goes, if he goes to, if he goes to Gold Coast, everyone will be happy as a pig and shit. We will get a player in return. I just want to. It's not Ben Ainsworth, so everyone just fucking relax. But we will get. <laughs> no, it's Matt Rowell. Welcome, Matty Rowell. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And Noah Anderson is a sweetener. Sweet no. Thanks for that goal, guys. We will get it's either a really high pick or a decent player in return that they've got a bit of overfield on. So that would be the five. Very good. Not Max King, no. <laughs> but I just want to get it. I just want to get it um, okay first. And look, if I do, I hold it for what's our grand final next week. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I should have it um, all okay by next week. Actually, Will Brody. There's an interesting name. So Reese O'Brien's chucked up. Yeah, fuck Brody. I wouldn't take him. I'd take him delisted. If he's delisted, he'll probably get delisted this year. I think he will get delisted as well. Yeah, I saw him in juniors and he looked really good. But yeah, he just he he just hates Gold Coast and they've kept him, they've kept him, they've not traded him, they're fucking so I'd get him as a delisted player because everything's upside. But yeah. And have we have we heard anything else about any possible delistings coming up? I mean, you would has Egg been delisted officially? I, I don't know when the list lodgements are, but was it just Nash so far? Yeah, I reckon Nash. Got him. Hopefully, Nash gets re-rookied. Um, but I don't know if they can re-rookied. I fucking hope so. <laughs> you still holding you, that you've, play? Still you've holding the club, haven't you? You've sent the, the club an email saying, "Come on, we yeah. need to re-rookie you." I um, I did send him an email saying, "Don't you fucking dare touch Billy Miller, <laughs> you fucking <laughs> chicken poo, one chicken roll, every chicken poo." Um, but. Uh, to be honest with you, I've been that flat chat with work. I've sort of just gone with the, the uh, one catch up, two catch ups, and that was it. So I haven't heard any delisting. But look, the club's pretty good that way. They generally wait till the trade period, so they hold these players as currency in case someone wants them. And then after that period, that's when they start doing the main delistings. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, nice to Collingwood. Jeez, that'd be yeah, a bit of a. Like that would crush you. The the last thing I'll, we'll touch on quickly is the our live picks where they stand right now. So we've got 7, 15, 26, 28, 40, and 44. And I think there's 80, 98, 116, which probably won't get used. But, I mean, coming off back-to-back premierships and the kind of success we've had, it's a, it's a pretty outstanding draft hand to have to get oh, that many picks inside the top 40. The, the only It's not a criticism, but the only thing that worries me is because of the COVID-affected years and the NAB League not being able to play a lot. I, I know these kids have been looked at from a lot younger than just this year or last year, but a lot can change in those you know in that time. And to not see all of them play, it, it makes me worried from about pick 20 onwards. It, it kind of feels like it's going to be all educated guessing, which I, I suppose drafting is in a pure sense anyway, but... I reckon we're going to be pretty good with our pick seven. And if we keep 15, I'll back the recruiters in to, to get that one right too. I'll raise you this. And keep in mind, Tiger's success with, with guys like Nathan Broad in the waffle and things like that. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get we'll, – we'll be watching someone in one of those in, – in the sandfall, like a mansell or something. There'll be someone on yeah, our radar that we won't see yep. coming. Agree, Tix? Yeah, great. And, and Harvick's already said that. You know, we we, we look at the um, the second tiers, but yeah, Vince is spot on. So, Kyle, 
what what's going to come out of this draft is the good drafting teams will pick the fucking eyes out of it. The shit teams will just go for names, right? Yep. Uh, so, and we've got one of the best drafting teams. We've, they've shown it for the past three, four years now that, you know, our off-field research on players is, you know, top tier. So, no, I'll be confident. I'd love to keep all, all of our pick way down to 44. I reckon we could get, you know, four really good quality gem players after a year or two development, you know, kickers are gone forward again. But, um, no, I'm, I'm excited about this draft. It's a midfielder's draft. There's a few real clear standouts. But there's a lot of high-quality depth in there too. So, yeah, that's, I'm pretty excited by it. And just this last one, this is a good point by Kat uh, about the dogs needing points for Sam Darcy. Yeah. And, to, and to the other extent, Collingwood need points for Dacos. So well, they need they need a lot of things for Dacos. Um, but there's there's definitely scope there to trade up, like you were kind of alluding to earlier, ticks with bundling, whether it's a player picks, whatever it might be, to give them the points they need. So I, I know we're not going to be the only team trying to do that, but it sort of gives a different angle, even for the live trading on, on draft day itself. Go yeah, on, CB. Great. Say we wanted to say about Collingwood. I could see you really winding up there. Uh, there. Is there supporter base the dumbest motherfuckers you've ever seen on social media? And they don't understand, right? They're going to go. They're saying, "Oh, it's just easy. We're going to go into put deficit next year." You know, they've got nothing. Like they, they, they're equal to WA supporters on Twitter. WA, they're fucking mind numbing, fucking stupid WA supporters. Um, not yeah. not our WA supporters. No, no, they're sexy, good-looking, and intelligent. Yeah, like, yeah like our Eagles supporters in general are fucking crazy. Yeah, Hamish. What could have been Hamish? Four years ago, you could have been a Tiger son and been a three-time premiership player. So go fuck yourself. Yeah, he could have, that could have happened. If, you know, he could have very well been a Richmond player. Oh, well, it is what it is. But um, all right, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. We'll... Uh, catch up again for the grand final week show we'll talk about the game and look i know we are a richmond based show but i think we do have to pay due respects to the grand final and um, you know people will still be interested to hear from us i guess and if we've got other news we'll bring that to the table as well and if you we can see off do? on someone we'll, we'll do that too. cb cb i'm gonna play i'm gonna be melbourne it's my idea so i picked the time i'm gonna be profusing the melbourne side and what went right what went wrong what i liked and what i learned and you do it for the dogs I, I've said a lot of things about Liberatore hitting Matthew Knights over the journey. Mate, so that's why I think <laughs> so you're gonna talk you're gonna talk about the dogs, you know, we we're gonna do it after the game. So I'll just talk about a Mel like I'm a Melbourne supporter. But you know, I'll do that. And you be a dog. Uh, can the answer three, you have to take three. These are all my own teeth, like I don't know. Like I have to get a face tat. I'm gonna. Have, there's a lot of things I have to do. Me, I'm gonna have to get a perm and fucking a guy. Shut. Yeah, no bones. We'll, we'll send you up. We'll send you a cheese platter. Send you a cheese platter you can have on air. Pipe. Pipe. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Uh, really loved everyone's input and. I hope you enjoyed the, everyone's take on the uh, the prelims thus far. A bit of fun, given that we're not in it. So, obviously, we would much rather be there, and they can always throw that back at us, and that's fine. But we'll take our pot shots when we can. So, can I say this now? Because, you know, I don't want to be um, – I don't want to – because it's the grand final, in case you think. But, everyone, if we don't see it till next year, be safe. Look after your family. Look after yourself. Get as much enjoyment as you can, and we're going to have a rocking year next year. Mate, I'm going to tell you, next year – you're going to see my leather pants. 
next year I'm going to get a tattoo on my back, right? <laughs> a fucking portrait. My face. Fucking portrait tattoo, right, on my back. I was going to just ask for a better light and for your computer. Room. I was going to lower the bar. It could be a dick or something because my kids will see it. But if we – and the condition is when, when we make the grand final, I'll put a fucking tattoo on my back. Like a big fucking I'll, – I'll shell out two and a half grand. I don't have a bigger tattoo I can get. Two and a half grand. Two and a half grand on my back. I've got one. There's one point I'm really dirty on about tonight's show. There's a question, and this is true. There is a question that Michael's left off, and it was a thing. I had a question written down. Xavier Dersma, shit bloke or shit bloke and footballer? And he never read that question out. Like, oh, I put a lot of thought into that, and I want to I see some we covered, participation. We covered the Dersma saga, didn't we, I thought? Yeah, we, no, you know, we didn't. Yeah, Not yeah. the way I wanted it. We didn't give Shaki. We didn't give Shaki the love he deserved. But let's let's talk about Ben Miller. How what a great player he's going to be. Oh, we've got to yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. We let's talk about Ben Miller. All right. Thank you so much, all everyone. Right. Thanks for all the kind comments. We're glad we could bring you some laughs on Monday night. Uh, we'll keep trying to help get everyone through this craziness of lockdown. And we'll um, when's the Keith per- when's the Keith Urban podcast? CB. Um, no, that's no, Keith Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Oh, there we go. There you go. And um, we will see you all on on Monday. Is the Brownlow? Hey, is the Brownlow next? Is the Brownlow next Monday night? Ah, uh, good question. I'm not sure. We can do a live if cross. The Brownlow's the again. If the Brownlow's next Monday night, let's run against the Brownlow. Yeah, yeah we'll see. All right, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how many viewers we can take from the Brownlow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks so much for your support and. Uh, well, until next time, go Tigers. But yeah. Good night, all. Take care. Your shit, Geelong. Your 